0: Director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. And welcome, everyone. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and I'd uh, like to begin our proceedings here today by calling out to the Helping Spirits to be with us. So I call out first to your ancestral helping spirits, those who bring all that is good and true and beautiful in your ancestral line to you and I call out to my own. I call out to those people who lived well and died well and bring that rich legacy of wisdom, of cleverness, of innovation and of deep sustaining practices forward for the living so that we do not have to reinvent every single wheel in our own time even while we struggle under the burdens of the decisions of the past. And so I ask these ancestors to help the living, to lean in and to help us to innovate and change and to co-create as we go forward. And ideally, if all goes well, if all goes as it should be, that we leave the world a better place for the next generations. And so with these human ancestors leaning in to help us in these endeavors I reach out through the humans to the non-human ancestors in their many diverse forms across this great planet and reach out to the planet herself. I call out to all of those energies that were here long before there was a human and will be here long after and I ask these energies to help us to understand the great web of life, to help us to understand our place in that web and to help us to surrender to our own true nature and to bring what is our blessing into that great fabric so that it grows strong and brings to the entire planet this great, beautiful and complex and diverse and harmonious way of life for all the great uh, diversity of living things. And so as we all come together here on our one tiny home, we uh, call our own energy from wherever it might be as that invisible world gathers around us, gather ourselves into our head, into our heart, into our belly. And remember, that is our responsibility to tend our own energy and our own spirit in this physical world. And so let us touch the earth to give thanks for this opportunity to be here in this physical world, to be embodied, to make choices, to create change and to manifest, to learn from our mistakes, and to have the power to change anything as long as we are still breathing. This is all part of what it means to be alive. And we give enormous gratitude to the earth for this day for life. And with gratitude in our heart, let us send our energy down through all the layers of the earth, down and down and down, giving thanks, giving thanks and giving thanks until we reach the very center of the earth where we anchor ourselves firmly. Take a moment to choose to be grounded in your day, in your life, and to connect into those energies that gain their strength from darkness. Those energies that help us to be still and silent and whole, that help us to rest, to rejuvenate and to replenish ourselves. We call out to those energies and draw them up, drawing these energies up from all the layers of the earth up into our bodies, into our lives, into our day. And in this way, let us find where we stand in life, who we are and what we stand for. And let us tune into that which has heart and meaning in our own lives. And define our sense of home and belonging based on this truth in our hearts at this time. Not based on history and tradition and repetition, but that which really means something that is of great value in our own time. And as we create that sense of home, let us remember to keep... A place at the table open for those who are different than we are, those who look different, those who have different ideas and invite them to our table so that we can all grow and be nourished by the diversity of humanity. And in this way, may we learn to come into right relationship with our own inner diversity. May we come into right relationship with the environment around us. Right relationship with all the living things in that environment and right relationship with the invisible world. And as we settle into that place where we could tune into the oneness of all things and find our place in it, let us draw our sense of right relationship from that moment as we send our energy up through our body, up and out the top of our head, into the sky and whatever weather it holds for you on this day, up and out through the atmosphere and into the cosmos, and all the way up to the highest power of the universe by whatever way you understand this energy, perhaps you name it by whatever name you give it, connect to this highest power, this radiant divine energy from above, and begin to draw it down into your life, into your day, and into these proceedings. And in this way, we call in the essence energy of blessing into ourselves, into our day. We call in the energy of protection, we call in the benevolence of this universe. We call in that which inspires and illuminates, that which ignites our own passions. We call these energies in and draw them down through our body and send it down to the center of the earth. And in this way, we connect these two great lovers of legend. legends shared by peoples all around the world of the earth and sky. And let these two great legendary lovers and the, and the energy that they share... Awaken and enliven and inspire your own heart to great heights and in that incredible power of your human heart, please awaken that crucible of transformation that allows you to draw up the fiery passions of your own belly and call down the crystal clarity of your mind and to bring these two energies so very different in their makeup together in a great passionate tango of love in your heart and let you find in that energy through that friction that comes from these two diverse energies, some sense of why you are here. Let them give birth to that third and most sacred thing. Some sense or inkling or understanding of your unique gifts And the reason that you have come into this life. And may you reach into that very same human heart and find the courage to do something in this day, large or small, to bring those gifts into manifestation in the world. And for the countless, um, unimaginable, vast spirit help that we all have to do precisely that, I give thanks May what needs to be said be said here today and what needs to be heard be heard and may these proceedings go forward in a way that is good for all living things. And speaking of fabulous living things, I want to give special thanks to Gina and Sarah, to Brian and Evie, to Mary and Louise and all the listeners who have donated to the show. For those of you that are listening for the first time today. Why Shamanism Now is listener-supported, and it is only because of the donations by listeners like you that this show has been on the air live for 10 years, yes, ladies and gentlemen, weekly for a decade, and is now um, live sometimes, like right now, when we have important things to talk about, and also sometimes repetition of the over 450 hours, it's a little bit unbelievable, Um, of podcasts in the archives. Yes, it's a deep dive into those archives and you are welcome to be there because of listeners like you and their generosity. The archives are free and available to anyone who can get themselves onto the internet and Understands English, So you can go to whyshamanismnow.com, hit the support button, scroll down, you can donate any amount you'd like, large or small. We are grateful for all of it. It keeps these live shows happening. And we are grateful for all the other things that you do to help to keep the show growing and vital in our uh, opportunity these days to be contemporary people, uh, using our shamanic skills to address the challenges of our time. And precisely on that topic, we have our guest today, Elida Birch. Welcome, Elida.
1: Hi, Christina. Thank you for inviting me
0: on your show. I am so happy to have you here again today. Um, For those of you that have not done that deep dive into the archive, we do already have a show with Elida in the archives um, back from 2014 when she published, when she first published um, the co-creator handbook, a shamanic guide to manifesting a better world and a better and more joyful world. And so this was published uh, as I said, back in 2014, the show is in the archive, and we are here today to make um, an announcement I am very excited about, um, maybe close to as excited as Elida, but is going to offer a live online class to go with her co-creation handbook, and this is extremely exciting. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Elida, but your book is one of the Why Shamanism, uh, yeah, Why Shamanism Now listener favorites.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Wow.
0: Yeah. Of all the books that I have suggested, I think uh, this is the book that I have received the most feedback after they purchased it saying, oh my God, thank you so much. I'm so glad that I got this. So, You you have that that esteemed title for why shamanism.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I wear it gladly.
0: (laughs) So for those of you that don't know, Elida is a visionary author a respected shamanic healer and a leader here in Oregon in Eugene of the Eugene shamanic community. And she's helped thousands of people around the globe recover from trauma, move forward in their lives and find gentle practical methods to reconnect to the world of spirit. In the past 20 years, she has initiated over 500 people in her apprenticeship programs during which she facilitates a yearly vision quest for her students in the mountains of Waldo Lake wilderness um, in this area. Pacific Northwest on uh, North America. I have to keep remembering that our audience is global, mm-hmm. which also means while you and I, my dear, are heading into fall, that other half of the world is heading into summer. <laughs> so if you want to reach Alida, you can go to alidabirch.com. You were so smart to do that. Anyway, A L I D A. B-I-R-C-H, com. Okay, and everyone, we are live today. So if you have questions for Elida or myself, you can call in at 512-772-1938 or Skype in from wherever you'd like to at dot creatornetworkcom uh, through their site. Right, and otherwise you can email me anytime at christina at lastmaskcenter.org um, or email alida directly are you still birch.alida
1: yes birch.alida yeah. at gmail.com
0: right so we're everywhere <laughs> feel free <laughs> to reach out all right so as i said alida's book co-creation handbook a shamanic guide to manifesting a better world and a more joyful what word did i leave out life there we go Uh, sorry was published (laughs) in 2014 and um what did you observe elida as people began to engage with the book like what what worked really well
1: Well, what worked really well um, was people read the book and they felt very inspired by the book. Um, what I noticed um, wasn't working if I can dive right into that immediately um, is that there's audios that go with the work, the book that people download from my website um, at no charge and the best way to work with the book is to work with the audios twice a day morning and night because the big objective of is train our subconscious to accept that we are the predominant creative force in our life. So we're creating new neural pathways in our brains to accept that concept, along with all the um, different goals and aspirations that we have. um, So the audio support that. Um, And what I found was that after two to three weeks, people tended to drop off. And this was in contrast to people that I worked with directly in my classes. Those people would continue on even after the class working with the concepts and the audios. So my thinking was, well, what can I do to create this um, atmosphere that allows people to continue to work, that encourages them? So I realized I had to be much more interactive with my readers So that's why I'm focusing now on bringing it into an online format where I can work very proactively with people and give them um, new things every week to engage them. Keep it fun and light um, so that people really get into the habit of co-creating for themselves.
0: So... um Let's review a couple things as we go forward and talk about the new stuff. Let's also touch back on some of the important um, uh, information that's in the book. Because this is, um, as you know, (laughs) as we know in our field in particular, you know, uh, the opportunities for online learning are just growing exponentially.
1: Oh, yeah, they are. Uh,
0: And, and what what i think is not quite happening yet because i don't th- i think it's still new for people they're not quite discerning that there's actually several different offerings being made and I just wanted to highlight this I'm actually struggling with this in my current online class but it it really applies I think in a big way to what you're talking about because people could have easily used the book and the audio you offered to work with it It as basically what was called in the industry an evergreen course right where they basically it's self-paced you've got all you need here go for it all right Mm -hmm. correct And so a lot of online and the very earliest sort of online learning was a lot of this package, you, you access it, download it, whatever, and work self-paced through it. And we all know, I know myself, we don't do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, unless you're highly motivated because you're going to get some sort of certificate or license that's going to allow you to make a better income or something, we pretty much don't do it. And when it comes to, you know manifesting a better world and a more joyful life that tends to slip off our to-do list because we've got to get the groceries and get the kids from soccer and you know whatever else so with these online courses as the technology evolved then then we got to this more somewhat more interactive format but it's basically email driven um either live or recorded classes but once the class happens it's evaporated in a sense i mean you you may be downloaded parts of it but it 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 it's somewhat ethereal at the same mm-hmm. time as a participant you get to get led through it like you're a child here's your next email here's your link here's your next thing here you know it's like a step by step But there's no real accountability, which in many ways, well, it's contrary to what you and I teach, which is, as you just said, it's recognizing that you are the the force of co-creation in your life. And so you need to not be led through it step by step in that sense of not really taking a lot of personal responsibility because that leads to this third kind of course, which does require that students are a little bit more proactively engaged but the material is all available to them right you're live you're available you're interacting with them asking questions provoking them with challenging courses um in in my courses at least i have a a website where that their information is resident for them to come back to whenever they want to i didn't know whether you were doing are you doing that in yours Yeah, definitely. Right. And so it has a home base that people can come to and and move out from. And so so this whole interactive live online learning is a whole sort of third manifestation of learning, which as much as I love having people around a fire with me in a fire ritual, Mm -hmm. some things are better learned week by week, step by step. And I can't have people with me all the time. So this live interactive thing you're doing to me is like perfect for the attitude you're trying to create in people with your work, but also to actually complete the work itself. So I'm just I'm so excited for you. <laughs> so. Everybody, with that said, Elida, take us back and and because I want people to really understand how much the work you're doing is helping people reprogram their minds. So let's just start with one of the basic, fundamental premise, pre (laughs) Premises? (laughs) Premises. (laughs) Premises of um, your course, which is reminding people of the four principles. Right. So
1: the first principle is that happiness is a choice. Now, many people don't believe that happiness is a choice. They believe that happiness is something that happens to them. And what I found in my own personal life is that I had to choose happiness because I was not brought up to be a happy person, nor was my family a happy family. And I noticed that many people, despite their circumstances, were happy. And yet here I was in pretty circumstances and I wasn't happy. So I did some investigation in that and I realized that it's really an attitude. So it's not about the emotions of mad, sad, scared, and glad. It's not an emotion. Happiness is a choice. And when my students get that, it really makes a shift for them that's incredible. Um, and I've had many of them say that the, even the first 10 pages of the book was the most remarkable thing they ever learned because it, it changed their life totally.
0: And if you all don't believe, Elida, this is almost always number one, if not one of the first three things on the list of things people say when they're dying. I wish mm-hmm. I had learned happiness was a choice sooner, it is almost always number one on that list. It's very fascinating. Anyway, okay, so number two is
1: Being in the flow of manifestation brings you joy. And this is a little bit of a deeper subject, but it's about um, knowing that when we are, and one of the ways I explain this is Do you know the difference? between when you are praying to God and when God is praying through you. And it's about having an ego, but a well-informed, mature ego, and being able to listen to what needs to happen in your life and in your universe, and being able to step into that flow to create those things, to bring them into your consciousness, Declare them as goals and visions that you want to bring into the world and then allowing not only yourself and your own energy to go into that, but inviting the helping spirits, those loving, compassionate beings that work with all of us to have a part of that and to start bringing things to us that will help move us forward.
0: And so for those of you that bought The Secret and it didn't work for you, Elida <laughs> just explained to you why. <laughs> so all the more reason <laughs> to come on over to Elida's Masterclass. But anyway, all right, so number three, Elida. Well,
1: you know, let's talk about affirmations for a second because it's one of my favorites to talk about. Um, when we do an affirmation, we basically lie to our subconscious. We We say things like, Oh, I want to live, or no, an affirmation is, I live in a beautiful house on an ocean bluff, and the sun is always shining. Mm -hmm. Now, you may live in a little tiny apartment on the seventh floor in a busy city, and your subconscious knows that you're not telling the truth. So the subconscious doesn't believe you, and why in the world is it going to put its energy into making that come true when you've been lying to your subconscious? So the real key here is to make friends with the subconscious and to quite honestly say, Hey, this is my current situation, my observable present observable, meaning it can change. But for right now, this is what it is. And this is where I want to move towards. I want, I, I would love to live on this house on an ocean, bluff, blah, 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 blah. And then the subconscious goes oh yeah i i get that dream you know and then we have some um disparity between those two states which causes what i call creative tension um and we'll we can talk about that a little bit later but um you basically have succeeded in making friends with your subconscious and encouraging your subconscious to support you in your vision
0: beautiful Okay, so let's move on to number three of our four principles.
1: How you respond is your choice. And this is about emotional maturity, that in our world we have so many challenges um, and we can respond from a place of anger or we can respond in a way that allows us to look at life as a puzzle and to figure it out and to move forward, and to help ourselves to grow into maturity and to look for the ways to do that, not to be a victim, not to be a persecutor, not to be a rescuer, but to be right smack in the middle of the mature adult.
0: Beautiful. Okay, and then our our number four is?
1: My favorite Mm -hmm. Make the fundamental choice to be the predominant creative force in your life. And um, this this principle actually comes from one of my favorite teachers, Robert Fritz, who taught me a great deal about creativity. And this is about, again, not being a victim in your life, but saying, wow, my life is my responsibility. And I'm going to make it what I make it. So, I think just by doing that and getting really clear on what your your what you stand for, what your fundamental choices in life are, you know, to things like "I want to be happy, I want to be healthy i want I want to stand up for what I believe in, etc, everything else comes down from those fundamental choices. so we can really um, Decide what activities we want to pursue by asking ourselves: Does this line up with one of my fundamental choices in my life?
0: And and I want to uh, just jump in here really quickly because yes, of course, Elida and I are two white women of a particular age, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and. I don't want people to misinterpret what you're saying because it's. Okay. It, I, I see people in sort of new agey circles using that principle as a bludgeon for people that begin their lives in less fortuitous circumstances, and this is not saying. You deserve whatever crappy situation you got born into, or you deserve the prejudice that you experience in the United States, or you deserve any of that. That's not what this principle is saying. It's saying, no matter who you are, you are that creative force in your life. And we, we, are, we are all, the, the potential exists for all of us to equally be that force in our life. It doesn't negate the fact that the culture out there may still respond to things differently, but, but this is about how you're training yourself to respond even to that.
1: Yeah. So I, I agree with that, you know, and I, I look to the hero's journey, you know, that there are times, no matter what our situation When we're called to do something outside of our comfort zone um, or outside of our cultural understanding or outside of the life that we've been given that really pushes us into where where the magic happens, where where things can be created differently for us.
0: So with that said... This is what Elida is wanting to do, is to create an opportunity for you all to push into that place where the magic can happen for you. And so with that said, uh, I just want to make sure that you are all clear, because it is up, up and coming, is Elida will be offering a live online masterclass. So this is a free event that you get to dive into the very beginnings of this larger offering and so this is going to be october 2nd it's called the shamanic craft of co-creation and um what what can people look forward to in this this piece that you're offering which is you know just on the horizon it's what two weeks away or so yeah
1: well i'm going to be covering three core practices to guide you in shaping the life you love with the help of wise spirit allies and I'm really addressing um, the state of overwhelm that people are feeling right now, that the world is getting crazy and getting crazier. So I've crafted together three experiences for people within this time frame. Um, And the first is called Beyond Intention. And that's where I go over some of the basic tenets of the co-creation work that I've been doing how to help people to change their perception and hold a positive vision for what is possible. And the second offering is um, what I call an empowerment blessing. And this is, uh, I I did quite a bit of training with Tom Cowan in Celtic shamanism and he's now retired, unfortunately, but in my last visit with him, um, he gave me this beautiful blessing um, that pulls strength from the elements. and And I wanted to offer that to people, along with a teaching about how the Celts viewed the powers of the elements, the greater powers, and how they used them in reciprocity to work with the land and with themselves. And the third offering is a spirit guide journey which is a taste be it of the shamanic journey. It's a bit of a guided visualization and it's intended to help people um, to get in touch with what it is that they want to create in their, in their life. And they'll be working with a, a wise spirit ally that will help them to focus not only on the timeline of their life, you know, what, what they've created in the past and where they are in the present, but what's calling to them in the future.
0: Beautiful. So, for people that might be listening to this show in the archives, Alida and I right now giving this show live, were September 24th, 2019. And so, this masterclass we're talking about is October 2nd, uh, 2019, and you can go to lastmaskcenter.org and register, assuming you're listening to this class before October 2nd, <laughs> and register for the master class. Again, it's a free event. Um, I mean, Elida, it's worth going just to get the blessing. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fabulous. I'm like, ooh, I want that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, you can go to lastmasscenter.org. I I put the link right on the homepage. It's a free event. Click. um, And if you cannot participate live, it's fine. Elida will send a link. That's always the way this goes, which is part of the beauty of this online work is everything is recorded. And everything is available to you in your own um, time zone time. You don't have to stay up late or get up early or miss things just because it doesn't quite fit your schedule. And so, um, the course, the masterclass will be recorded if the timing doesn't work for you and you can receive a link to, um, view it and then continue to get more information about the whole, um, co-creation online course um so this is um october 2nd is there anything else that you want people to understand about the master class itself
1: i'll uh, oh yeah i'll be offering a free gift for those who stay on the whole time um my husband reed hart is a student of the western mysteries and has developed um a way of working with the earth energies and, and pulling them up into the body and connecting deeply with them. So um, he's so excited about what, what I'm doing that he wanted to offer a gift to people who came to the master class, so that will be available as well.
0: Nice. So for people that stay on, they get to have a little bit of um, Reed's magic as well. Right. <laughs> I, I can't convey to you in a podcast how lovely these two people are, honestly, and I'm not saying that just because they're Oregonians like me, but these, <laughs> <laughs> Reed and Elida are just good human beings, so even if you don't want to take the class, just go do this master class, so you get a little bit of both of them, it just sounds absolutely delicious, um, like <laughs> 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 so excited for october 2nd who knew october 2nd was such a great day um october for me is always a little bit, bit like oh i just need a nap
1: <laughs> oh i love october i love the crispy fall dates but i'm from new england originally yeah where the leaves turned bright red and got crunchy mm-hmm.
0: yeah all right so We are uh, heading into fall here in the Northern Hemisphere, as you can hear from my, as I'm looking outside and we're talking about these things. Um, Alida, I would like to give you a chance now, if you want to, to shift and speak a bit about the course. We're not going to be coy. You know, this is about really bringing your book, which is amazing book in and of itself, but bringing it into this online teaching format. So what... um, what's kind of the course I want to just talk about kind of the core structure of it. And then what are the things you're really excited about what you get to add because of the new structure, but let's just Mm -hmm. start by kind of grounding people in the basic uh, core of what you're going to be offering in your class.
1: Okay, sure. Well, it's a seven week course and we'll meet. um, I forget. I think it's Monday evenings um, for, an hour to an hour and a half, depending on what people's needs are. And the first week we'll talk about how to vision and we'll get people clear on what it is that um, not only they want to create in their lives, but perhaps also what their spirit helpers are interested in helping them to create in their lives. And then we'll go on in week three, we'll talk about Um, what people stand for. So they'll develop this very concise statement about who they are and what values they represent. And they'll um, also be focusing on where they want to move with that in the future. Like what kind of person do they want to be six months from now or a year from now? And the intent of this statement is to start to update the subconscious to create that in their lives so that they'll, um, by continually referring to that and reinforcing it, it begins to be drawn into their identity. And then um, towards the latter part of the class, we get into more um, what I would call spiritual work. The first part of the class is, While we have spiritual work and shamanic journey work in there, it's really more focused on what do I need to do as a person to kind of update where I'm going in my life and what I want to create. So the latter part of the class is about um, what kind of spiritual allies can I develop for this? There's spirits in the middle world that they can work with, the spirits of technology, Um, The little um, spirits all around us in our, um, some people refer to these as fairies. I I don't tend to see them as fairies. I tend to see them almost as little units of creativity that are, are available. And they're very interested in finding ways to do what we want. They're very easy to kind of program. They're not really sentient beings. So they get Um, They get busy helping us too, and we can anchor emotions with them. So we can anchor the emotions of love. We can anchor, anchor any kind of emotion. Sometimes we do it unconsciously, so it's really important to do it consciously. And then we start working with the concepts of synchronicity and also something I call the scotoma, which is the blind spot that we tend to have Excuse me, my throat's a little recovering from a coffee cold here. Um, synchro- the skatoma is about noticing what blind spots we have and asking for help with overcoming those blind spots so that we can see, it's, it's kind of a conundrum, so that we can see what we can't see. Mm-hmm. Because we all have those areas.
0: I think this is um, one of the great gifts of shamanic, of a shamanic skill set versus some other ways of working with um, the divine, let's say, or the invisible world without necessarily creating these strong working relationships with a, an energy that can talk back to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just find that it, with the shamanic skill set, that ability to ask directly, what am I not seeing? Mm -hmm. Um, what am I afraid of? What am I in denial of? Um, you know, we have a lot of, um, little sort of set practices in, in my student community about, you know, how you use the helping spirits to keep remembering, oh, that's right. There's something about this I'm blind to. So Mm -hmm. why don't I just like remember that and ask now instead of later after I've crashed the project because I didn't pay attention to what I was blind to. Um, I think this 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 assumption that because I'm a good person doing good work, I'm not human. <laughs> I'm not susceptible to fear and seduction and blind spots and all those other things at every moment of my time, I think is one of the great, uh, sources of the contemporary spiritual bypass mm-hmm. um, and so this is beautiful yeah. that you built this into the process to say okay how am I what am I not seeing what am I not looking at
1: yeah you know and there's another level of that too which I think is more basic which is how can I create quicker you know I Because oftentimes what I have found in my past is the first time I create something, it is so difficult because, you know, if we look at the neural pathways, they just aren't there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, and so I'm so used to living my life the way I live it, that when I step out of that box, it's difficult and it feels so hard. And yet if I keep doing that, it becomes easier. So asking the spirits, how can I get out of this box? How can I um, send something to me that shakes me up so that I can see, you know, what, what obviously is right in front of me that I can't see?
0: Yeah, a lot of times, um, for me at least, what I notice is that uh, I'm pretty clear on what needs to happen. I'm just not clear of, of what that one step is from where I am right now. <laughs> that can mm-hmm. get me towards that kind of bigger thing that does need to happen. I mean, it's so obvious it needs to happen. It seems like it's step one, but there's actually a number of steps to get there. And it's my inability to just see that that doable thing that is right in front of me that leads me to the next doable thing. Mm-hmm. And Like you said, that that it's so hard when we're just used to being who we are and doing it how we do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'll just give a quick example so people can hook into it. Um, The way I first discovered scotoma was I went to a training on creative problem solving at my workplace. And I thought, oh, I'm really creative. I don't need this training. So I went home and that weekend I was looking in my bird book and I saw a picture of a yellow-headed blackbird, quite a striking bird. And then I noticed that it was in my area, and I thought, oh, no way. I'm a birder. I would have seen this bird. I looked out my window the next day after, well, I had done a, I want to see this bird, you know, Mm -hmm. asking to see what I couldn't see. I looked out my window the next day, and I saw a bird that looked kind of like it, had a little, little bit of yellow on its head. And I thought, oh, I wonder if that's the female. So I went back and, yeah, it was. So I said, where's the male? I went back and looked and the male just strutted right into view. And after that day, I saw those birds everywhere. And that (laughs) happens very commonly in our life, right? Mm -hmm. You decide you want to buy a certain car and then suddenly you see that car everywhere. It's like, oh, I didn't know they were so popular. Well, they've always been there, but you have not seen them. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, so you did. You did mention something in this story that I also thought might lead to another story, which is, how did you learn the spiritual law that we have to ask?
1: I don't know. That's a really good question. I oh, figured it would lead well, to a
0: good story. <laughs>
1: well, it does. Okay, I can I can trace it back now. Thank you. Um, when I was in my late thirties. I had abandoned my corporate career. I knew that it wasn't feeding my soul. And I moved up to Eugene and um, my life started to disassemble itself even more. My career was, I'd, I'd finished um, preparing to be a body worker, a licensed massage therapist. I was starting that practice, but it wasn't going all that great. Um, My relationship fell apart and, um, and then my living situation fell apart. So I woke up one morning feeling in despair and I, as I sat there thinking about this in kind of a meditative state, I realized that I had all these skills with learning how to create things in my life from Robert Fritz. And then I realized that I had all these wonderful spiritual skills from my shamanic training, and I realized I could meld the two. So I went to my spirits, and I did the exact creative visioning process with them, except I told them what I wanted. I demanded it. I was very clear with them. I wasn't rude, but I was... I was definitely firm and that's how it all worked. Everything after that moment came together so fast for me and it was so clear to me that th- it was divine intervention. Um, so things happened beyond my expectations and, you know, I'm not really a big extrovert as you know, Christine I'd much <laughs> rather sit at home and um, do a few healing sessions, you know? but um one day, one of my students came to me, and she was in despair over her life, and I realized that she could really use these skills that I had learned and that I needed to, to teach this work, and that's where it all began.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's so important. <laughs> it's, it's really this connection with Robert Fritz is really fascinating as well. He was really mm-hmm. tapping a, a beautiful line about mm-hmm. uh, energy, about Really, what does it mean to manifest what you love enough to make it real in the world? Mm-hmm. because it, we use the principles as well in last mass community. Okay. so mm-hmm. so these are the this is the the basic, let's see what else in the book that I think is really I think we've covered most of it. Um, yeah. So what is it then about the online? structure that's going to allow you to do things you couldn't do with your book audio structure that you're excited about?
1: Well, there'll be the interaction with the students once a week. We'll have an online community where people can go at any time. um, And they'll be supported by other people that are doing the same work. There'll be um, new audios every once in a while to keep people interested. Um, and well, I'll also I've also created some other tools for them. Um, one is um, a daily worksheet. I call it gentle structure to support creative impulses and create momentum. But it has so many of the features of what I'm working with all on one sheet of paper. And I find that people who are um, <clears throat> creative and searchful tend to be a little diffuse sometimes and this will help to give them a gentle structure to support what they want to create in their life and also to feel like, like they're, um, they've got it all in one place. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um,
0: anything else? Uh, I feel like I interrupted you there. Anything oh else no, you on didn't. The Special, special online options. Um, There's also a quality that I find in my own online classes um, that I think we've experienced in our in-person shamanic work, which is the power of the circle when it comes together.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I know there's a lot of people, I mean, I I was like led the group of the people that were like late adopters, I want to be, mm-hmm. you know, here in the elements with physical people doing this work physically. And yet, you know, I watched this spirit of technology just like a, you know, atom bomb exploding into all of our lives through the social media and watching Um, how toxic it became um, in its manifestation now it could have manifested in many ways and we were certainly moving it in that direction I'm not blaming the spirit of technology but I was really thinking about this whole shamanic principle of like everything is a spirit from in in the way we define that word in shamanic Realms, you know, that it's this life force energy that can be communicated with if we're willing to adjust ourselves for that communication. And I just thought, well, what if we, I personally, started treating the spirit of technology as a spirit that I respected instead of being constantly frustrated with my technology, which I kind of (laughs) am. and wanting to like you know throw things that don't work and just just start to treat it as i treat the spirit of the fire or the spirit Mm of nature with this profound reverence and respect like what if I started treating the spirit of technology as a spirit maybe as a young spirit that doesn't really quite know what it is yet Mm -hmm. and invite it in a sense Mm. to grow into its mature self since I Mm -hmm. feel like that's kind of what I'm inviting myself and my students to do is grow up into your emotionally mature you know healthy ego self be a good adult here in the world it's like what if we invited the spirit of technology to do that with us and it's kind of a crazy idea Um, and at the same time That circle quality that people experience physically when they come together, people are learning how to have it online in their sort of territory the class uh, establishes in cyberspace, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. And And this is a piece I think that people that haven't ventured into online learning don't know yet and don't trust and so what I'd like to say for your course is that people take the risk this is a beautiful body of um, knowledge and practices and an excellent teacher for you to take that risk on to step into online learning and recognize that the space can be held there in a good way also that it um, and that we the living can really encourage this spirit of technology to support what needs to happen here in the world. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's my little riff on that. How, how do you feel about that, Elida?
1: Well, I think of the spirit of everything also and that everything has a spirit. I think are uh, you know I, I think of my drum as a primary tool that I have. And now I'm thinking that the spirit of technology is another primary tool, and um, it, the other hit that I have on it is that the and this is a little hard to explain. This comes from David Spangler. Um, He talks about the techno buddies that we have in our computers, the buddies of technology, these little tiny beings that reside in our computers and in the airways um, and in our microphones and in our smartphones and, and that they are very programmable. They are very helpful beings um, and we have to be very careful about what we ask them to do. And we have to also be emotionally mature around them, you know, because they're like little children. We have to um, program them to be mature, also. And um, I don't know if it's a young spirit or an older spirit. I know we've been working with technology now since. I don't know. I remember having my first computer when I was in high school, you know, going to the computer lab and typing in on little things, mm-hmm. little cards. Um, but I think our attitude really needs to shift towards the technology that it is a beautiful being and that we can encourage it to really step into its full potential along as with us as we step into ours.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, is there anything else about your class that you're just excited about that you haven't had a chance to share yet?
1: There is. I've I've been developing um, a, a process called the Statement of Intention, which I I really love because it sets people up in their day um, to create the kind to to recognize something that they want to let go of. And then they can bring in their new um, their new way of being that they want to create. And so the format I use is, I am letting go of blank and creating blank for myself to- today. So an example um, would be, I'm letting go of feeling that I am different from everyone else, and I'm creating, connection with others for myself today that would be an example or I'm letting go of incomplete communication and I'm creating clear communication with myself and others today and this can be used in any with anything like I'm letting go of fear and anxiety and I'm creating trust for myself today So that's one of the tools that I'll be bringing out in the class, and we'll be working with that every day, and we'll be sharing that in our online community.
0: That's beautiful. So, um, okay, so uh, just to reorient people. Okay, so we have Mm -hmm. a master class, which had those three um, principles that is going to share that includes the, the Celtic elemental blessing, which just sounds yummy. So that is October 2nd, and you can, listeners can register, uh, sorry, October 2nd, 2019. Listeners can register for that now. You can go to lastmasscenter.org on the homepage and register for that. It's a free event, but you do need to register. Um, and also that means you can get the recording if the timing is not good for you. And then that moves you on into um, the group that will then continue to receive information about the course itself, which we've been discussing. And the course itself is seven weeks, so you'll have live teaching um, with Alida. You'll have your course material on a course website, um, a, a select group where you a forum where you all can communicate with each other and with Alida. Um, new tools that didn't exist before. So even if you already have the co-creation handbook, it's so, if, particularly if you didn't quite do it all. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds, it right. sounds like or Elida is- if you want to is, do it again. <laughs> right, or if you want to do it again, that um, Elida has cultivated really beautiful supplemental tools that get at, as she's already said on the show, The challenge we face with overwhelm in our lives as it Mm -hmm. seems to continue to ratchet up and yet our need to focus our energy and do what we've come here to do in a good way uh, for not just ourselves but for the whole web of life remains absolutely essential and our one true responsibility and so um so back to the online course the beauty obviously of an online course is also the fact that if you do miss a week it's all there for you you can come back to it you can circle back to it um because everything's recorded and everything's available for you in one place on your course website um And then it sounds to me, if I think about, hmm, what would I do with these tools? It sounds to me that then that website is available for me. So as I manifest vision A, and then I realize, okay, now I'm here, now what? I just circle back and I can begin the process over again. New tools, new vision, new structural tension between my current reality and the next um, aspect that I want to create. I think it's one of the great secrets, I think, that contemporary people, I know it shocked me. When I realized that manifesting what I wanted wasn't the end, <laughs> that you know, life moved on, and there was the next mm-hmm. growth of that, and the next you know now now what? I'm still living, so now what what more is spirit asking me to do? And that's probably been the evolution that I've seen over time. And I see in people over time, when I when we're young. You know, it's why am I here? What is my soul's purpose? What am I trying to do? And as we begin to do more and more of that and express that aspect of ourselves, it moves into more and more, um, as you said earlier, God p- praying through us.
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: What are we really here to do? What 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 is our part of this dream? And what is another way we can bring that and manifest it in the world? And so in In a sense, we're never we're never done not to make it sound incessant and um exhausting, but more that sense of it's really exciting to be in a process of transformation and manifestation.
1: It is. And I also want to um give a call out to those people who feel like they can't get started because this is a system that really helps people to get started. We spend a lot of time helping people to really develop their vision for what they want to create. Because some people, you throw the word, word vision at them and they panic. It's like, oh, I don't have a vision. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's really a big part of helping people to get going and to get off the dime and to realize that, yes, indeed, they do have a calling, or yes, indeed, they do have things that they want to accomplish and helping them to develop pathways to get that
0: done. Beautiful. Thank you, Elida, for joining us today. And thank you so much for all the work to create um, the co-creation handbook as an online course for people. Thank you.
1: And thank you, Christina, for all you do. You are amazing.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Alida. <laughs> all right, everyone. So if you want to register for the masterclass, once again, lastmaskcenter.org. And you can click the link right there on the home page. You hardly have to scroll at all. And if you want to reach out to Alida, um, you, her website is alidabirch.com. A-L-I-D-A-B-I-R-C-H dot com or email directly at Birch, just like the tree, B-I-R-C-H dot Alida, A-L-I-D-A at gmail dot com. So we give gratitude to the spirits that have circled around us here today and that move through us. Gratitude to the earth below. Gratitude to the sky above and gratitude to the heart that unites us all. Thank you everyone. Have a great week.